Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi, friends. Welcome back. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. This is the perfect time to check in with ourselves and our family members. When you're struggling with your mental health, just getting through the day can be hard, but there are things you can do to your space to help yourself be more productive and reach your goals. Ultimately, a healthy home environment will look different from one person to the next. It might take time, thoughtfulness, and multiple tries to get your space to meet your needs, but eventually it will help make your space feel right for you and your family. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Justina Bright with Research Psychiatric Center on how to create a healthy home environment. Justina is the manager of behavioral health outpatient services with Research Psychiatric Center, a part of HCA Midwest Health. With that, let's meet Justina. Hi, Justina. Welcome. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you, ladies? Good. We're good. I am so excited to uh, talk with you about this topic today because this is something I feel like I personally am always working on in my house is just our physical environment um, because I definitely notice a difference when things are one way versus another way. (laughs) So can you can we start off by can you just tell us a little bit about how our physical environment um, at home affects our mental health? Yeah, absolutely. So ideally, your home would be a place of peace and comfort, a place that you're happy to come home and retreat to. But sometimes that's just not the reality. Sometimes Mm -hmm. your home is kind of a place that is anxiety provoking and a place that depletes your energy. So I think, you know, the physical environment can have a big impact on your mental health as to how you're feeling day to day, kind of in the background of everything else. Totally. And can you talk about what are some practical ways as we're, I mean, I'm thinking about my house right now. So what are some practical ways that you can create a calm living space? Yeah, I'm expecting my third child right now. So I, I too think about this all the time, especially right now. Um, The first thing that stands out to me would be reducing clutter. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just knowing where things are at, reducing that visual chaos, that can have a huge impact on reducing your stress and creating a calmer living space. Um, You can you can just feel the tension lifting as you're kind of decluttering some of Mm -hmm. stuff, making that donation pile, going through the junk drawer you've put off going through. You're speaking Megan's love language right now. Yes, you sure She loves throwing away stuff at her house. I love getting rid of stuff. But it keeps coming in. So it's just (laughs) like I feel like with the clutter, I don't know how you girls feel, but I just feel like it's a never-ending battle, and it's very exhausting to me. Yes. And I'm in all these, like, minimalism groups, and everyone's like, well, just get rid of everything. And I'm like, well, that's not working out here the moment. 
I feel like it's, that's why I'm, I'm anxious. I'm excited to talk to you anxious, no pun intended, but um, to <laughs> just get some actual practical tips that maybe can help us get on the right path and stay on the right path. Yes. When thinking of practical ways to create a calmer living space, I would think about design. So that doesn't mean like let's HGTV tear out some walls, <laughs> but you know, are the colors in your house bringing you peace? Do you have mm-hmm. enough natural light? Do you have plants and other living things that you can feed off of the positive energy and get rid of some of the toxins in the air? All of that, I would say, can contribute to having a calmer living space. I love that. So kind of along with clutter, can you talk to us about cleaning? Like how can we make cleaning? This is a very loaded question. (laughs) How can we make cleaning more manageable and more of a positive experience, maybe even an opportunity for mindfulness? Yes. So of course the decluttering helps, right? So step Mm -hmm. one, if you kind of declutter some of your stuff, it can be easier to keep things clean and just maintain. Yes. Um, I tell people, let's not reinvent the wheel. If you're ever on Pinterest, which I feel like we all are nowadays, Mm -hmm. they have all kinds of cleaning schedules. And so you can just kind of experiment with some of them. You've got your daily list of, okay, I need to keep this stuff clean. You've got your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday list. You've got your monthly list. And then you kind of just know, like, this is what to expect. This is what I need to do. Can I delegate some of this to a partner or Mm -hmm. are my kiddos old enough to kind of take on some of these things? If I'm cleaning while my baby's sleeping, I've got my headphones in and I'm jamming out to some music. Mm -hmm. If my littles are helping me clean, can we all listen to some music and clean? My little girl loves cleaning to the cleanup song on repeat. (laughs) Quite annoying for me. I would say that doesn't sound very mindful. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, mindfulness, tying it in there to the senses. Um, If you're doing laundry, just appreciating, taking a couple seconds to appreciate the smell of clean laundry in your home. And if their toys, the littles toys are everywhere, what does that really mean? I mean, it means you're taking care of your kids and they're happy and they've got things to play with and they're enjoying living their lives. So just kind of taking some time Mm -hmm. to get what's going on around you as you're cleaning. That's really good. I love... Um, I always talk to people about, I love podcasts, obviously. And then I love listening to podcasts, um, in audiobooks. and people are like, well, when do you, when do you have time to listen to this? Well, I really don't. I do it when I'm doing things that I don't like to do. So like if I'm like folding laundry or, you know, um, you know, doing dishes, I'll put in, you know, earphones and listen. It also drowns out other things I don't want to hear. So it's great. Okay, just kind of switching to the bedroom. Um, how important is that environment and how can you make it more sleep friendly? So sometimes, you know, people's bedroom isn't necessarily the place that they feel the most peace in their house. But if nothing else, that's probably where you're going to spend your time sleeping. Mm-hmm. So just looking at similar things like we've already mentioned, can you declutter your room and your bedroom space? Um, looking at the air quality in the room, you know, people are putting air purifiers in the room, you're breathing that air in for hopefully eight hours a night. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you somebody who benefits from a humidifier? Is your bedding comfortable? Um, You know, sometimes I'm realizing that I've got my winter sheets on and starting to get hot outside and I'm not comfortable if I'm sweating all through the night. So Mm -hmm. just paying attention to, do you really have your room set up to be comfortable while you're sleeping? Um, For some people, that might mean blackout curtains and a sleep mask. I put um, 
a white noise machine in for my kiddos. And sometimes that helps me too, because now the birds are out. (laughs) Yeah. So just anything, you know how you sleep best. So making your room as set up as possible to support you getting that good sleep. That's good. So similar to our bedroom, can you talk to us about creating a safe space to relax and unplug in our homes? Like, what does that actually look like? That seems actually kind of foreign to me. So I'm anxious to hear your answer. (laughs) Yeah. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of your space is taken over by your kiddos and a lot of your space is used for what it's intended to be used for. So Mm -hmm. how can you find a place that's safe and relaxing to you and hopefully not plugged into everything. So for me, for example, I have worked recently to set up my closet as my kind of safe place. The kiddos don't always go looking for me in there. I've got (laughs) some rose gold decorations up because I'm into the rose gold right now. Uh Of course, I don't have a TV in my closet. So, you know, that's just my space that I've added a couple of things that make me happy. I've got uh, my new wallflower plug-in, so I've got a good smell going. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, unplugging, maybe, maybe not. I might go in there to pay some bills online or schedule a doctor appointment. So I might not be completely unplugged, but I know that I can go there and kind of get something done that will help me relax and feel more peaceful. Yeah. I feel like too, in our house, and Sarah, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Our kids' stuff takes over this entire house. Like, Mm -hmm. it's insane. It's, like, insidious. So we kind of – I don't know when we did this, but we made kind of a house rule at one point that our family room is not, like, a toy zone. Like, you can play in there. You can bring stuff in there. But we don't store toys in there. We don't have a bin of toys. We don't have a shelf of toys. Your toys have got to be somewhere else. And they literally will be everywhere else. But I feel like that is the one space where, like, I can walk through or if I'm, you know, folding laundry or watching a show, I can be in there and it's not totally taken over by my kids' stuff. So I don't know if that would help anybody else. Just designating, like, one area where there's not – your kids just know, like, this is not where we keep fill in the blank. Legos, Mm -hmm. toys, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's been It's been helpful. I remember when I was having my first kid and I was mm-hmm. like, this will be the toy place and they'll all oh, go in this box. This tiny little corner. Uh-huh. Yep. That didn't yep. work. I Peyton had like one, literally she had a wicker basket of toys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm so minimal. This is so, what a great start. Now our house looks like Toys R Us, like liquidation <laughs> zone or something. It's just, it's so yeah. bad. It's so bad. But those are great. Those are great tips. And it can be anything. I mean, if if you feel happy looking out a window, t- you know, that's your space. Like you said, make mm-hmm. that the, the zone. You've got this view out your window. Great. If you want to put up some tapestries in the corner of a room with a beanbag and that's the one place you can go, just sit for a minute. It doesn't have to be a whole room. It can just be part of a room. But just making that space so you do have an area where you can kind of chill. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think mine is our screened-in porch. Yeah. Although I don't get to use a lot, but it kind of leads into our next question of, yeah. um, especially with electronics, it seems like we spend more and more time inside. Mm-hmm. So, what is the connection with being outside or in nature um, to mental health, and what are some practical ways that we can get ourselves and our families more time outside? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of research that's linking mental health, positive mental health to spending time outside. And a part of what we see here in the hospital is people come in with depressive symptoms and actually when we draw their labs, they have a vitamin D deficiency Yes, because Mm -hmm. vitamin D deficiency will give you the same symptoms, fatigue, poor sleep, feeling sad, loss of appetite, weakened immune system. So just going outside and getting some sunshine on you can help raise your vitamin D levels. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, you know, things inside are kind of chaotic and moving quick. Life is fast paced. Mm-hmm. If you take a second to go outside, it kind of helps slow you down, reconnect you to nature and see that there's life outside of your windows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I feel I like. Think, yeah, go ahead. I would say I feel like whenever I'm stressed or overstimulated, just even a walk around the block yeah, yes. can kind of reset me and get me a little bit more thinking clearly. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I struggle with sometimes too, because I know in my brain I need to be going outside more, but that can overwhelm me sometimes. Like, yes. okay, if I take the kids out, do we need to bring water? Will we be out there for a long time? What's the weather actually doing today? Mm-hmm. So I think for moms that are home with their kids, maybe scheduling that into their day to day, like here's some time we're going to be outside. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, as a working mom, sometimes it's just I'm literally going to go out and just take some breaths of outside air. Yeah. If it's hot, I'll only be out there for a little bit. And it helps. It's kind of like a little mini gratitude moment of, OK, I'm really thankful to have air conditioning to go back into <laughs> you know, whatever the case, because our weather is so unpredictable here, but. Right. Yeah. A couple of things I feel like I like to do too, like if you're not outside or I swear on like the nicest days, my kids will get home from school and I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to, we're going to play outside. They don't want to go outside. And I'm like, (laughs) so I love, now this would not work for allergy people. And actually it does bother me too, but I still do it. Um, Opening windows is huge. And then I love, I've gotten majorly into having plants in the house. Like, and you talked about that earlier and I'm telling you guys, if I can keep this stuff alive, anybody can (laughs) fiddle leaf fig. I love my fiddle leaf fig. It's right behind Sarah right now. We're sitting on the floor in my bedroom. (laughs) Um, and I love snake plants and those are like air purifying they're easy to care for. So I don't know. I've been I've been surprised what, what a big difference having some plants around has made. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know. Vera. I'm sure there's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aloe vera is a good one. I did kill that, though. It turned brown. <laughs> I don't know why. So. <laughs> well, you can try that one again if the kiddos get a sunburn or get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually use it. So yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. I'll, do, I'll try it again. OK, Justina, if you could tell our listeners one practical action step from our interview today, like what would it be? What would be like the one thing when it comes to our living space? So I wouldn't uh, blanket this to everybody. I would actually say, if you've been listening, pick one thing that stood out to you as like, Mm -hmm. that's been on my to-do list or I've been stressing and stressing and stressing about decluttering or cleaning the kitchen or going outside more. Pick one thing and kind of brainstorm some ways you can incorporate that into action. Because sometimes, you know, our list grows. So, okay, you're taking notes on this. I need to declutter. I need to get a cleaning schedule. I need to go mm-hmm. outside more. I need to make my room more sleep-friendly. That's a lot. That's yeah. not 
easy to take on all of that at once. So just take one thing that is priority to you because you know, you know what you need to do yeah, and actually kind of take some steps towards making it happen. Yeah, that's really good. I feel like I've also listened to a lot of um, decluttering podcasts or just cleaning related stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the tips that they've shared, I can't credit the right person, but someone smarter has shared <laughs> is that um, when you start decluttering rather than, because I get very overwhelmed as well, as I'm sure a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. She said to pick an area that like always bugs you, like one area. And just start with that one area. If it's like even like one tiny corner or a space that you're in all the time, like junk drawer, I do feel like makes a big difference. Like where you keep your scissors, where you keep that stuff. And every time you open it, it like makes your day worse, you know? It gets jammed because there's (laughs) too much jammed. (laughs) Exactly. I've never experienced that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like pick something that like packs a bigger punch. So you get a lot more fulfillment out of it rather than like, because I keep wanting to work on our storage space in our basement. And my husband's always like, uh, look, like, look at the rest of the house. Like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's focus on something where that's, we're going to like reap the benefits yeah, uh, right. more. So just being kind of selective on, on well, what maybe you the start storage on. space will become your my, sa- to my have safe space, your safe space <laughs> with no yeah. windows. <laughs> that's good. That's a great tip is just picking one thing. Um, that's really good. Okay. Um, so if a mom listening to this is still feeling overwhelmed and just thinks they need more support, um, what would you suggest? Yeah, just depending on the level um, of support that's needed right now, I would say kind of like we've talked about, there's tons of other podcasts and research and info on all of these things kind of broken down. So right. if you're somebody who has time to just kind of search for yourself, I'm sure you could find a lot of what you're looking for. If this is something that's really consuming you and you're just, you're feeling overwhelming anxiety and it's affecting the way you're functioning day to day, that might be time to kind of seek a professional. You might Mm -hmm. be looking for some individual therapy. You might be um, ready to talk to even a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And even kind of like we talked about with the vitamin D levels, might be time for a primary care appointment, check your labs, see if anything might be off there that you could just take an oral multivitamin for. Um, There's all kinds of different varying levels. And I know as moms, we're all busy and that can even cause stress to make an appointment with somebody or take steps to get help for yourself. But ultimately, you know, it's not going to go away on its own. So getting some help, whatever degree that might be, I would just encourage people to reach out and absolutely seek the help until they do feel better. That's great. Sarah, you think of anything else? That's good. So helpful. I feel um, motivated. Yeah. I don't know what my thing's going to be, but the change of seasons always gets me motivated too. True. It's not, true. it might be false hope, but false hope. I'm like, <laughs> once my kids will home, we'll tackle each room once a week in the summer. <laughs> sure. That'll go great. You It'll can report back on that. Yeah. We'll see in three months and we'll talk about this again. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Justina, thank you so much for your time and um, all your great tips. Yeah. Thank both of you. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. 
we would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.